Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, now if, you, if you're actually watching on YouTube, you know exactly who I've got on. It's Ash Borland. He's back on the podcast. He is the mortgage broker come content marketing consultant, and he's been helping mortgage brokers streamline their business and teaching them how to win on social media. So I thought it'd be really good to get him back on the podcast and talk through a few of the things he's been doing with brokers. So Ash, welcome back to the podcast, mate. Mate, it's always a pleasure. And I absolutely love this show. You're like, your show, I did a poll in my Facebook group and your show kept coming up as people like it a lot. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah. also, I never knew that. Yeah, it's really good. Like, you're doing, I, I love what you do here. And I, I just love the way that it is, it's quite unique. Your show, I think it's in, there's so many now in the mortgage industry. And I think the way that yours is, you just very, you have good conversations. You obviously are a student of good podcasters. I know you like John Lee Dumas and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. you do it really well. You interview and you prepare really well. So I'm really, really pleased to be on it. Awesome. Thank you. And we've upped the game as well. If you look at oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the mic that uh, Ash um, recommended probably about six months ago. And it took me six <laughs> months to get around to buying it. It's because <laughs> you're so- tight, mate. You could, you could have afforded that. A long time ago. I've got I've got to get one of these posh arms now that swings around and stuff. But for it's now, because if you live local to me, I, I've got a client of mine who lives local, and um, his office looks amazing because when I buy stuff and I get new stuff, I just give him my old stuff. So if you oh, live really? local to me, I would have just been at your office and setting because I just love setting it up. So I've got to my move eyes down on those. I've got my eyes on those soundproofing things behind you. So when you when you upgrade that, I couldn't believe how expensive those things were. Like I saw there's a guy mm. on TikTok, Ryan Magin, mm-hmm. and he was saying he spent 90 grand padding out his office in for anybody that's obviously listening to it, not watching it, they're they're like um triangles, foam triangles. Egg boxes, aren't they? Yeah, egg boxes that kind of dampen the sound so you get better quality. I, in this office, it's quite echoey, but in there, it'd be really, do you know what I mean, really soft. Yeah. He it's 90 grand he spent to kit out his office in them. I mean, yeah, I think it is quite, I'm looking at mine now. I can't remember because it was a couple of years ago and I did it. It was all kind of in the building cost mm. when we did that, when we had this built. Um, but I mean, I would reckon that it was a couple of thousand to yeah. have this done because it was, because um, it's everywhere. Like there's not a single wall that doesn't have it. And the ceiling, half the ceiling is has got it on as well. Um, it's very warm, makes it very warm. I was gonna say, does yeah, it does it keep nice. it warm? Yeah, it sounds nice. It does keep it very warm. It's really good in the winter and really bad in this heat in the heat wave, you know, like it was terrible. Mm. Um, but no, they are really good. The the truth is you only actually need them without going too off off piece, but you only actually need them in front of you. The things behind behind me, it's purely just like if look. I was to do it again, I wouldn't do it. Um, I would have had that as just a white wall behind me. And I probably would have had maybe like a poster or something mm-hmm. like just like what you've got. Like, I, like, I like that. Then mm-hmm. I would have had kept it all the same at the front, but, but not, um, not like at the back. Cause the really, the realistic thing is the voice, your voice is going forward and all it's mm-hmm. got to do is make sure that it doesn't bounce off something and come back to the microphone. That's all that is about. So, so as long as it's soaking it up at the front, Mm. um the back like i'm not shouting back there do you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean i'll have to invest in some of those anyway the, yeah, uh, you'll be, yeah you can but they look nice yeah. i mean yeah exactly really they look good, good around right? your 
you'd have some really good ones. Like if you got some orange and blue ones, I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, everything is orange and blue in my life. Has to be. I can't see orange and blue without. I had somebody um, message me a few months ago, and they saw a bus in Manchester that was orange and blue, and they thought it was a social for Roker's bus. I well, was like, right, I've I, achieved it. I know you were chatting to Anish, and Anish said to me, he was like that he was having some bands with you, saying, "Are you using?" The, you said you're using the social brokers colours, and he said, "Are you using the Anish mortgages colours?" <laughs> I and didn't I even realise like, it was orange and blue. No, but I didn't realize they were the same. And then I was looking, I went, oh my gosh, they're exactly the same. Like, because I do a lot of his stuff with him sometimes. And I was like, oh yeah. And I said to him, I was like, mate, I'm sorry. Like, I, I now just keep seeing Chris. <laughs> yeah, right. We've, uh, we've beaten these. Sorry, mate. So I've got some <laughs> stuff going out, some clips of his going out over the next few weeks. Um, <laughs> but he's one of your clients. Anyway, sorry, come. Give everybody a bit of a background. I mean, a lot of people will know who you are, but in 60 seconds, can you sum up your background in the industry and what you do now for people? Yeah, sure. Real quick. Um, started off as an estate agent, got into from estate agency, moved into being a broker all through corporates, through Connells. Um, and that was it wasn't Connells, but sequence. And then um, from there went off and went for, worked for a firm, a mortgage firm who was under Quilter. And um, when I was at Quilt, when I was at that firm, I decided that I was fed up of gen of working with, to be honest with you, working with estate agents who would give you a really rubbish lead. They'd pass you a really terrible lead. They'd moan that you charged a fee because they wouldn't get the fee, the fee or whatever. They'd probably tell the guy most of the time that, that if you asked me nice enough, I'd waive the fee. You know, it was all these really annoying things. And then you'd give them 35% or 30% of the case for the trouble of being really rubbish. Like it was just really wound me up. So I got very annoyed at that point. I had another introducer lined up and then I lost that introducer because they decided to create their own in-house advisor, tried to poach me to be the in-house advisor. And I said, no. And then they just dropped us. So when that all happened, um, I decided to pick up a phone. I pick up my camera. I was kind of at breaking point and I just was like, sod this. I'm just going to make a video. Uh, had never really knew nothing about social media, knew nothing about tech, knew nothing about cameras, knew nothing about any of it. Really. I had a background in performing arts, so I knew how to talk but I didn't and present, but I didn't know any of the tech behind it. Uh, that was 2016 when I did that. Um, and then it took off. Well, it didn't took off at the beginning. It took off. It took a long time. It's one of those stories now, which is very wonderful, but at the time it sucked. Um, you know, and, and I would do a video every single day. And then by about 2017, it was really starting to, to, to bear fruit. And then um, fast forward, I started, you know, generating leads through it, lots of leads and and giving those leads to friends because I couldn't really deal with them and stuff like that. And then fast forward, the pandemic hit and I was at this point consulting a few brokers mm -hmm. on how to how I did it. And, and um, but not really like as an income, I, I had like, a, it was a little bit of income. The first lot got it for free. You know, when we all do that, yeah, I'll help you out. No problem. And then, then it moved into like a little bit of being a bit of a paid kind of side hustle. And when COVID hit, I just was like, you know what? I can't deal with the compliance of the, um, cause I have a compliance background, which is not re re it's relevant in the rant that I did on Facebook yesterday. But other than that, yeah. it's not really relevant. Um, and, uh, I, I, um, just was like, I'm not gonna be able to keep up with these criteria changes. And so I, I, I sold my business and I sold my, my, what I had cause I'd gone self-employed and fully by that point had my own firm and, um, went all in on this. And that was 2019. Um, and was it 2019, 2020, no, 2020, when it's March 2020, wasn't it? COVID, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's 2020, and then, um, 
fast forward to now, really, like the last since 2020, 2022, I've been all in on this and work with over about two, it's over 200 advisors. I think right now it's about 228 advisors, roughly wow. one-to-one. I'm not including anybody that's come through any online training or anything I've done. I know what works. I know what doesn't. I've seen a lot of stuff that doesn't. I've failed mm. a lot and I've won a lot. And I've got clients who are doing, we'll do half a million. I've done, it's gone mad really. Um, but yeah, I could never have believed that that guy propping that camera up to 2016 would be the same person now. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? You've, you just did something a bit different and position yourself in the market. And what you do at the moment is help brokers position themselves in the market. So who are you? Who would you say your three clients, the biggest clients are that people would recognize out there on social? Um, biggest, biggest three. I've got some really great heavy hitters. I've got a lot of people who are this the, the tough thing with this. I've got a lot of people who are doing really well, but they're yes, not. And I didn't want to single out. I just, I didn't, yeah, I was aware no, 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 of that. No, you've got some great brokers, but who would be the three oh, that I know what you mean, probably yeah. recognize? And that's what I was about to say is that like, it's really interesting because there's like two different things. Some people do really well, but they're like, and it's funny because the one I will say, so is like, so my biggest one, the one that most people will know me for is Carla Edwards. So everybody knows me for Carla. Um, Carla's crushing it and, um, you know, just changing the entire insurance industry, really, if I'm really honest, the stuff that we're at now. We worked together for three years. Um, like, yeah, coming up to three years. So because um, it was before all of that stuff. And um, then, no, about two and a half. Yeah. And then um, Anish Patel is the other one and he's one that was like very much under the radar yeah doing very very well and in the last few months he's all of a sudden really come to the top and everybody's everybody the amount of people who jump on a call with me and go i'm on the call because you work with a niche and i'm like really mm. like more now than they do with carla which was crazy because carla was the main one and then um another big person that i work with in the industry is um another one that you would really know is probably a guy called craig skelton so craig works with me he, and we do the mortgage broker broadcast i actually produced that show um and i'm like the one of the guys behind i'm behind all of what he does with with his marketing they're the three main ones who people mm. would know um but there are lots of others as well that like i could quote but i don't you know so you're all wonderful but those are the three that, that like are the people that that we people recognize yeah. yeah they say they're the guys and obviously you, you do lots of different things. You help them like what you say, Craig, with the, his show and you help Carla Edwards with recording those type of things. But what essentially do you help people with? And after that, we're going to talk about some of the tools that could mm. help people listening to the podcast. So how do you help brokers at the minute, Ash? Yeah. So how I actually, help, so I help them. I'm a consultant. So I help them. Um, I work with them one-to-one. So I don't do group right now or any, I have an online program as well, which is an online masterclass which really just gets you geared up to have an idea of what it's like to work with me. So people can do it if they've got knock of the budget, which is the big one or, or that they're ready to work together. So, so that's like, I've got this online course masterclass, which is a very low ticket product. The main thing is one-to-one -one, um, coaching and consulting. And so what I do with advisors is um, I've, I help them, effectively build out what I call the mortgage broker blueprint. I've spoken before, but it's mortgage marketing blueprint. Sorry, but it's effectively four stages of a very sustainable marketing blueprint that will generate you leads and it will not only generate you leads, but it will compound over time. So that's, so we, so I teach them how to do that. So it's this idea of they're building these it's broken into four stages. Stage one is the marketing. Stage two is the pre-appointment. Stage three is the follow-up and stage four is the final touch. 
that takes like a year to learn how to do that properly. Um, but it's the system that pretty much every client I work with goes through mm -hmm. and I teach them how to do that. And I'm a big believer of teach a man to fish, not give a man to fish. When it comes to video heavily, heavily, not so much with what you guys do. Um, I love what you guys do at the social brokers, because I think that you don't, you don't need to be, I, me as the advisor doesn't need to be involved in that because, because it's graphical, it's visual and it's, and it doesn't require my face. Um, but like with video, it requires your face and, and there's lots of stuff. So I, I effectively teach people how to, how to really navigate on social properly and do it as a broker, because what the big problem we have in the industry is many people are taking advice from say social media consultants who don't understand financial services yeah. and don't, and, and that's a big problem because things like building out a funnel page, it's not really relevant. You don't need to do that. So people spend a lot of money and time on things that are not relevant or needed in the financial services industry. So um, because I'm one of the very uniquely placed people now to have an understanding of both worlds, it really has, a, and now really niching into it as, as an advisor, as a helping only brokers, it's really been like kind of transformative for advisors because we can really cut through the fluff. So that's, that's what we do, but it's no done for you. I don't do any, um, no. I, no one can pay me enough money to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we do it for that's you. you. <laughs> we do the social content for you. So there's two things I want to speak about then. And it's one thing that I hadn't even thought about speaking on this podcast <clears throat> was mortgage brokers are, you as mortgage brokers listening to this are so niche in the way that you have to speak to clients, but also yeah. nurture your clients. There's n I can't think of any other product or service in the world where I'll sell it to you today, but you'll need to speak to me again in two, three, five years time. I can't think of anything else. I don't know if anything comes to mind, but so how can mortgage brokers stay in touch and what do they need to talk to people about for two years on yeah. social to keep them engaged? And that's where we, the likes of Ash comes in, we comes in, videos, keeping people up to date, what's going on in the market, some fun posts, some informative posts, some engaging posts. There's no other company that I can think of, I suppose PPC for cars, where you've got to keep your audience engaged for such a long yeah. period of time. You've just got to keep them. It's it's a really weird thing of like, you've just got to keep them going. I'm here. You know, I'm here. And the problem as well, I find with social is to do it well, you've got to make them know you're there, but also remember why they know you. That's the problem. If it's, I know you're there, but it's just a photo of your dog. And it's, and that's fine. But if it's too much of that, what starts to happen is they're like, oh, there's so many people in your Facebook feed or Instagram feed. And you're like, I don't really know how I know them, but they're a nice, you need it to be like, like if you talk about with a niche, every time you see a video from him, it's he's talking about something to do with mortgages. And so now the personal stuff happens in the stories, which is where that all happens. Yeah. And then you need a bit of both. You do need both. But what you're seeing is that he's constantly telling people I'm here. I do this job. When you need me, I'll still be here to help you out. And I think, that is the fundamental difference with with um, with mortgages is you do have to keep saying I'm here I'm here I'm here I'm here because they won't they won't they don't want you until they need you and so you've got to you've exactly. just got to be so relevant and one thing I'd love to point out with you for for the listeners is like I said about my understanding of like um, the you know the 
the industry from being an advisor and, and then moving into marketing. The thing that I love about work like you, and I really, I always sing your praises is that you were an estate agent for a long time. Mm. That's why your content's very good. This is the thing that annoys me with people when like you probably see it where people, you've got to understand the industry because you're an estate agent, you know, what needs, what the industry is and what the audience wants to see because you're on the forefront of it. And I think that when someone outsources to people who are not in a niche, mm. I think many social, and at that point, I believe when people outsource their social media or like even consulting with like what I do outside of someone who doesn't understand such the nuances that goes into the prop the UK property market and finance and finance and refinance market in the mortgage broker industry, you are going to just get generalists and it will, and you may as well save your money. You may as well buy the leads because you're going to waste money. If you're just going to pay a normal agency. I think it's really interesting to go to people that are actually know. Exactly. That's, that's it. It's having, having that knowledge in the industry because it's not only the knowledge of the industry, it's the knowledge of the pain points of those yes. people. So it's talking about at the moment, it's all about cost of living crisis. How does that relate to your mortgage? Well, we, I know, and you'll be exactly the same. You know that there's not many Remo products out there that will save people money. So you go down the SVR route. If you're on your SVR, that's going to have gone up or could have gone up. Do you know what I mean? It, it's having that knowledge. And that's where working in a niche will always, will always. Well, help. I was blown away by you on that. Just quick. I'm, I know you want to talk about me, but I want to just give you props again. You can click this. And you, but I was just blown away by the rate change and how you and Soph were just so on it. And mm -hmm. I was, and I actually was inspired by how, prepared you were for it and and i actually did a i said to a client someone said well how do i do this and i was like the next rate change you need to just I said prepare them i said and make content that doesn't have the number of the rate just say rate's gone up this is happening i was like you need to prepare this because i would i was really like impressed with that like i saw it and i thought wow like that's and that's, that's, and I that's have to give a shout out to Sophie who's just sat over from me. Every six weeks, she will make sure it's in the diary for when the base rate is due to go up or change. The week before, Sophie will contact all of our clients and say, Do you want a base rate? What do you want the message to be? Do you want it to be scare like a bit of scarcity mindset? You need to get in yeah. touch or a friendly one, put the kettle on, give us a call. And that's that's where you've got to understand your audience as well. It's not just us. We need the input from you guys, but yeah. to find out how you want to contact your audiences, because what normally happens if you run your own socials, it can normally be, Oh crap. I've just seen everyone talk about the base, right? I need to get a post out quick. And it's, it's a bit slapdash. It's half assed. And then but it like, shows that, you know, the industry, no other social media agency, digital agency is going to be going, do you know what? The base rate's coming in five weeks. We better, <laughs> no one is going to be doing that. Yeah no one and that's the difference with it like and it's really impressive is like that's why you should work like you say about the holy trinity with us but i do believe you should have people who understand the industry because if they yeah. don't imagine being like like you get it if you just get given something and it's irrelevant it's like okay cool like it doesn't it's not it's just doesn't, generic yeah, it's not topical at all is it right, i've hijacked this and just praising you guys for your awesome content <laughs> well yeah we won't say no to that but thank you <laughs> so that was the first thing he's talking about topical content what we then need to discuss and i'd like your opinion on this is when doing videos because video content is huge at the minute can video content be done by an external company I don't think it can. And I, I would agree do. with you in terms of, in terms of videos of, I can't sit here and promote Smith's mortgages because I'm not the face of your brand. And it is, it's that it's, 
it's it's hard to get on camera to start with but the only way that you can promote yourself is to get on camera isn't it with with reels I know that me and you have had discussions, you know, off air, like you, that you, you know, how can you get into video as in like, is it something you could offer? Clients have asked you for it. I know that, but the truth is, and as we say, there's a reason why you don't offer it mm-hmm. is I don't, I, and there's a reason why I don't offer it. You know, I don't do <clears throat> like I've tried doing done for you services before, but they all require, um, it's really hard. What I, okay. That's really good. So what I found with video is that, the quality of the video doesn't matter in the same way the quality of the graphic, the still, the static images does. Mm-hmm. Because what's really important is the value of the information that you're saying, not the editing and the B-roll, mm-hmm. all the stuff that I would tell you you should have. And I wouldn't tell a broker to have this, but if someone's came to me and said, can I produce your videos? They're going to look really good. I'm going to brand them up. They're going to look nice. They're going to look super. But your client doesn't care about that. Yeah. What your client cares about is do you, you know, are you helping them and are you giving them the, the value? And you, I, I, this has been my new mission is like mortgage advisors need to understand that they are, you're not content creators. You're not, yeah. you're not designed to be, you're not supposed to be, you're a mortgage broker. And if your content is taking you longer than say half an hour a day, and it should be about half an hour a day to an hour, between 15 minutes to, to say an hour, like depending on what your, your schedule is, if it's taking you longer than that, you need to seriously take a hard look at yourself and go, okay, is that really worth what I'm doing? problem is you will look at someone like Alex Kerr and I love Alex Kerr and he's a good friend of mine, but he is, that's his hobby. His mm-hmm. hobby is to have an incredibly great YouTube channel about mortgage brokers and he'll spend 10 to 15 hours on a video, but you aren't that person. So I don't think that video can, um, can be, can be outsourced and I've never, ever been proven wrong. Like I really haven't like, and, and I wish I had, but it fundamentally comes down to you know I've yet to meet a firm unless you are like Barclays who has enough money to pay someone to do enough content that will actually move the needle. Content a video content only works if it's daily, really, five days a week. The it the is, only company I've seen that create the video content is Wonder Films, but they will go to site and record the people. But that, they're a movie. That's a film. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? It's not it's not a it's not a social content. So that's the thing. It's a very different context. Mm. You know, so we work with Carla and she's just had like a really great video made that is like an introduction, a recruitment video, a welcome to the team. It's very professional and costs a lot of money. But the thing that drives the needle, again, it's knowing what you've got. You've got a hammer to hammer and nail in and you've got a screw to screwdriver to get a screw, screw in. You've got to know the different tool for the different thing. And why it comes down to, and I had a discussion with it with someone on a discovery call about this, they were like, well, I want, I want my video to look good. And I want, you know, I need my branding to look good. And I was like, look, first things first. I said, don't even try and tell me that you think your clients care about that because they don't. The only reason you're telling me that is because your ego wants you to have the best room and the best space and the best this, but no one cares. I was like, and if you go down that route, it's a bit like a, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but it's like, if you go down a path that I cannot follow, because the truth is you'll run out of time you'll run out of resources, mm-hmm. you'll run out of track before you get any traction. You just will. I do videos Monday to, well, pretty much I do seven days a week. Plus I do like a daily YouTube video for my podcasting stuff. Plus I do a weekly podcast. Plus I do a daily email. Plus I do about 20 stories. I physically don't earn enough money to pay someone to do my yeah. socials. And, that, and, and I do the amount required 
to really move the needle. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to, people drastically underestimate how much is required to make this work. Now, the good news with that is that you don't have to do this overnight. That's why we say that the building it out is like a year. I say 12 overload. Yeah. 12 yeah. months. You want to do 12 months to be able to, it's like body transformation. It's the same thing. Mm. You were looking at going, when I work with clients, a lot of people never even have got on a camera. They're terrified. So the first thing we do is how do we get you on camera? We don't get them on camera to post on space. We get them to post to me on WhatsApp group and go, great. That's good. Keep going. Yeah, and then as time builds it. up, our, our, my thing is the art showing up. You've got to get used to showing up mm-hmm. one foot in front of the other will slowly over time build something massive. If you haven't done a video, this is your call to action to do it now and, and get get one out there. Even if it's just you walking through the park, that's all it is. Perfect example is Lee Rowland does the weatherman. He talks yeah. about the weather on TikTok. That's all he does. But I'm not going to reach go down too much into video because I'd like this to become a bit of like um, a resource episode as well. Yeah, sounds so good. So giving me. people a few tips. Can you give us the top three? apps or services that brokers can use to streamline their business easy yeah so first one is calendly talk about it all the time okay that's a booking link um, calendly, calendly so calendly. c-a-l-e-n-d-l-y yeah that's it c-a-l-d-a yeah that's the one i can say it's spelt really weird like and yeah. it's dyslexic it's like oh so calendly is a booking link directly links to your diary mm-hmm. um when done properly so when used correctly, it's an amazing tool. So what what you can do is link discovery calls so they can be phone call, whatever you want. And then you can have um, up to 10 questions. And those 10 questions will um, can be pre-qualifying questions. So they, they are like, oh, what are you getting? Are you, are you first time buyer? Wait, and you can, so you get a mini fat find on the, on the um, when people book into your diary. <clears throat> That's a big, big, big win. If you're, in my opinion, it's one of the first things I try to do with advisors is like, get, get that up and running because what that will do is be able to, um, it's like a tap that you can turn on and off the influx of people coming in and out of your diary and not look like you're kind of incompetent because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than going, I'm really, really busy. Someone messaging you saying, can you, can you see me? No, I'm sorry. I can't see you right now. I'm so busy. The best thing to do is send them a link. And then it's like, yeah, they can see that they can't see you until the end of the month. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it naturally does that or if you're going on holiday you just block your diary out and you go on holiday and the diary just blocks that out so then if people try to book in you don't have to say yes yeah, sorry i'm on holiday you're saying they just look and it's it's busy it also stops that whole going back and forth when are you free i'm free here and for advisors who are um trying not to work weekends and evenings which i'm a big advocate of you shouldn't i don't think that thing is really good to not to take back control of your diary to take a niche into example, a niche works Monday to Friday and he starts seeing appointments. He does one hour appointments um, at 12, one, two, three, and four. And that's it. Mm. And he does it Monday to Friday. Nine, you know, and that's it. He doesn't do any late appointments. He doesn't do any weekends appointments and he's crushing it. And it's because of this do calendar. You, do you think, sorry to pull away from that. We'll get yeah. back to the sec. As a new broker, do you think you should work weekends to get people no. Don't you? No, I don't. I don't think you should. I think you should start as you mean to go on. Right. Okay. That's it. Because I've always been a huge advocate of, I would personally do it because I want to build up my book and I'd work any time to be able to get them in. And then, then when it comes to Remo stage, yes, I can take back control, but. So 
it's an interesting question and it's an interesting point that I would have been different before and I've changed as, as, as the more firms I've met and the, and the more my business has grown and evolved and changed and stuff. I wouldn't, if I was to do it all again, I would start again, start as I mean to go on because the problem is um, a lot of people are busy fools. I had this and I, I had this myself. I said this, you know, I've been, I've been quite ill over the beginning of this year. And one thing I realized was when I was ill, I couldn't do much work, but I could still see my clients. Mm -hmm. I made the same amount of money, but I worked maybe a 10th of the time. Really? And I remember looking going, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> what have I been doing? What have I been doing? And I think that's the problem with new advisors is this hustle, hustle, hustle. Yes, absolutely. So if you want to work weekends, by all means, work weekends. If you like, but, but what, I, what I think people should do is set parameters of what they want to work. So there's nothing worse than when I meet an advisor going, oh, I work late evenings and weekends. I'm like, well, well you chose to do that. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose it. The clients need to see me. No, they don't. You create the guardrails like a bowling ball. You roll it. If you don't want to put those rails up. That's your fault. That's a, that's a you problem. You know, you got to fix that problem. And it's this scenario of if you get someone in, it's the whole thing about niching and be, sometimes canceling clients is, if you get the wrong people in, the wrong people will recommend more of the wrong people. Very good point. Yeah, I suppose yeah, if you think, oh, this this person does, does appointments at 9 p.m., so go and speak to their mate, and then they're like, well, I want a 9 p.m. appointment. Yes, and I don't think, like I think that every time I've done this, we've seen it with the nation, we've seen it with many, many others, is like Carl or all of them. Every advisor, when I first started working with them, were like, I do all these crazy ones. And we've slowly, like, Mm. but Carla won't even take a call unless you filled in a full fat fine and it's and she doesn't show you it's Monday to Thursday it's Friday she's with her daughter and she does not work on a Friday like and it's these the successful real successful people control the narrative me and you spoke about before we went there I said about the power you need to have the power mm -hmm. of the conversation I like to have in my conversation with clients I like to be in a position of power to be like you've booked on and spoke to me I've not chased you to yeah. try and be my client exactly the same thing if you are happy it's desperate you know i think yeah, so i would too. say if you're somebody who wants to work if you're like you know what? i only work evenings and you and you work yeah you have yeah. the week you have the days off but i tell you i'd be pushing the narrative through through instagram stories on that i'd be like i'd be full-on showing i'm Maybe having all this work. time off and look what i'm up to blah, blah, blah. and then in the evenings it's now time to work like that's the narrative but if you're work running yourself ragged trying to get any scrappy bit of business, I, I think you'd be better off just training yourself to, to be like, no, it's this time and this day and this thing. And you, and I think you'll do well. And that's what Calendly allows do. people yeah. to set their diary. So first one is Calendly. Second one? Big view. So big view is, um, so it's B-I-G-V-U. Um, and okay. big view is a teleprompting app. So it is a, an app on your phone, but it also has a desktop version. And it will allow you to um trying to see it here it will allow you to effectively there you go it's called big view it looks like this if you're watching it on the tv if you're thinking if not i'll show it so okay it's an yeah app and it allows you to script a video and then um record that video with the script scrolling as a teleprompter in front of it oh, that's and handy. it scrolls up to the lens of the phone so you're looking into the lens of the camera and right. um, it'll tell you how long the videos are. So you can say this, this is going to roughly be 45 seconds. You can 
add the text on your computer and then you, so you could write up a load of scripts and then you can send it to your phone. Um, it's a game changer. I use that with most clients who are new to making videos because um, they're, they're nervous and they don't want to talk mm -hmm. about. Yeah. And so it's there. It's really great if, you're, if your compliance requires you to write a script because you can just write the script, get it signed off and then to them. That's a good read point. it. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really useful when things happen when and Anish is a big user of this is that like if something comes along and you don't really know it but you know it's a big change in the industry you can literally just take you know go for mortgage strategy copy the 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 explanations and the facts and the figures stick it in and then you can read it and you actually have the information and you're speaking the information so big you that's one thing I am downloading. <laughs> it's a game changer. It's, it's something I've not used. So, so we've got Calendly. I, I'll send you a here. link if you want. I do have an affiliate link for it, but the affiliate link will give you 20% off for the year. Okay, awesome. So I'll, I'll send you a link if you want it um, and you can put it in as well. But I mean, I, I'm, it's not, it, it is an affiliate link, so I will make a very, a very small commission on it, but it's one of those where the link yeah, is really yeah. good because it gives you 20% off. And it's like, awesome. wow. Um, so it's good, right. but then they, so that's big view is the second one. And I, it's kind of my tools in a toolkit. Every advisor needs those Calendly, mm -hmm. big view, of course, Canva. I don't want to talk too much about Canva because that's a you thing, but like Canva is, is a kind of a must for any business owner. But the third one I would say is StreamYard. So I use StreamYard for, um, for like for my live streams and my videos, um, on a, on a Friday for mortgage brokers, StreamYard is a vital tool because you can, um, with a bit of Canva and a little bit of, you know, early setup, you can effectively end up creating really great branded videos, one take, that are long form if you're going to do a live stream or YouTube videos. So that is really good. It'll, it'll connect to Facebook. It'll connect to Instagram, not, not Instagram, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. connect to YouTube. And you can just go live. You can run your intro. You can have your slides on the screen. And it's an edited, all of my videos, every video that I make, every single video I make is one take shot on that platform. So mm -hmm. everything, every, if you ever, anyone's ever seen any content I do, everything is done. There's no editing of what I do, not a single piece of editing. So that's how it works. That's all done through StreamYard. And that is just awesome. a powerhouse. Yeah, it's a really good one. And that's, again, there's a link for that. that will give you 14 days free on the pro one as well. I'll send you, it's all on my website. On tools. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll I'll send you the stuff. Yeah. Because it's the good. one thing I like that you say there, which is exactly the same as us is these podcasts are one take. We don't edit them. And a lot of people come to us and go, Oh, does it take long to edit the podcast? How do you set it up? We don't, it will just be uploaded because I believe that conversations like this, the raw conversations is where you get best value if you're having to chop bits up and take bits out because you didn't like the way that sound or you're worried about that, how that might come across, is that really a true reflection of what you believe? No, it's not. So I that, think I, it's I the same with, with videos you. as well. If you want to give your opinion on what happened with the base rate, go and give your opinion. Yeah. Because if you're reading something, if you're reading something that's pre, not pre-scripted, but something that somebody else believes, then why, why have people got a reason to bind to you when you're not genuine? I think that's the problem. Again, it goes back to, you're not content creators, you're brokers. And the reality of that situation, like, don't get me wrong. Like the, like, that's why I, I like big view. And I like, um, StreamYard combined is big view is going to give you that vertical video, those reels, uh, things like that. And yeah. then the, and then StreamYard is going to give you that YouTube feeling of a video with titles and things, but it's, but it's all one take. Mm -hmm. because the reality is like those videos that you're seeing where people are editing. And I've got lots of friends who do really well in the YouTube space, you know, millions of subscribers and stuff. 
but that's their job. Like that is their job. And people are going for fast edits and fast cuts. When people come to see you, they just want you to talk about a mortgage. That's all they're interested in. You don't need to see all of, you know, you don't need to have all of the fancy edits and slices and cuts. I think, and actually there's something quite powerful about like, I, I had a call with someone and they were like, I love in your pod and your like podcast where on your YouTube channel, sorry. So I'm watching your YouTube channel and you go, Oh, that thing's spelt wrong. Sorry about that. And I've got like, like on my slides, I'm like, I'm wrote something. It happens all the time. I'm like, Oh, I missed that. I missed that name. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I spelt that wrong. And she was like, it instantly made me go. She actually said, she said, originally I was like, why, why have you brought attention to that? And then she said, and then I started watching more videos of you. And I was like, Oh, he does it a lot. And I was like, yeah, because address the problem mm-hmm. head on. If you mess up, go, no, that's not what I meant to say. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say I had it with a rant recently. I did a rant and that's something that people need to, to get over themselves with. It's okay to be wrong. So I had like a rant where I was talking about compliance yesterday mm-hmm. and I was saying about compliance and like the FCA gives guidelines and stuff. And I was really went and I, and I was very like got into emotional state and I was saying that stuff. And then I wrote a really long message and then Gary Das put a comment going, you're wrong. And instead of me going, uh, I actually was the beginning. I was like, well, and, then, and then I read it and I went, oh no, he's right. I have, what I've done there is said the wrong thing. There was something in it, which was wrong. And I, and I put in the comment and everyone said, I went, sorry, mate, obviously got a bit too heated in the rant and I was wrong. Cause mm-hmm. you are wrong. That little bit there is right. You, that is actually factually incorrect. And I was like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to delete it. We're too busy worried about looking stupid. That didn't yeah. make me feel stupid. I was just like, yeah, cool. One of my peers knows what he's doing. He's pointed out something. I could have argued with him, but if I argue with him, he's wrong. He's right. <laughs> and yeah, so that's yeah. the scenario. We we too busy worrying about people calling us out. If someone mm-hmm. says that you're wrong about what you said as a in the mortgage thing, okay, fine. Don't worry about just it. Get like, on with just it. Yeah. Move on. Like you know you're right nine times. If you know you're right, cool. And if you are wrong, say, oh. Maybe I'll just go and research that. Didn't know that. And then thank you so much for bringing it to my attention. And the thing is, as you put yourself out there more and more, these things are bound to happen. Mm. And on that subject of getting yourself out there at the minute, because we're coming up to the kind of like 40 minute mark, which is where we like to keep the podcast in. Of course. What is the best platform at the moment to increase the reach of your videos? And I know this because you've been harping upon about (laughs) this for a while now. It's Facebook, mate. Facebook Reels. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to be shot there because they'll be like, Facebook? Yeah. I'm not using the F word on this podcast. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> people are saying, like, we're using Instagram, we're using TikTok. But it, this is how quick social media can change. Yeah. This is why you need to, and I'm going to get really passionate about this, you need to be on Facebook, Instagram, and maybe TikTok. Because Facebook do this, they switch reels, and all of a sudden, we're back on Facebook now. And yeah. Ash, tell us about like the reach that we're getting for Facebook. Oh my gosh. Like, so Facebook has been insane. We're seeing, I've had a client get, it's got to be close to 4 million views on a video now. And that's going to be, that's about going to be over a thousand leads now from that one video. Um, I mean, that's too many, by the way, that's like an infrastructure overload. You can't even mm-hmm. deal with it. Um, and it would, you won't want that. No one would want that. But like, that guy, like he's pulling in millions of views now, millions of views. Um, I've had, multiple clients get over a million views i've had many clients like very 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 like pretty much everybody if you upload one a day you're going to be hitting 50 60 000 views on those right now mm-hmm. you're going to be generating leads from it it's kind of an unheard of thing i think facebook is a biggie and i also think instagram the two together right now because they link 
Um, mm-hmm. I think I would be all over that. I am all over Instagram right now because I think that Instagram is becoming viable because of the Facebook crossover. And um, this is Facebook reels that we're talking about here. Yes. So, so it's not a Facebook video. And as you said, not many people know about it. What tends to happen with social media platforms, if they're bringing out a new feature, they will make that come up in people's feeds. If Facebook turned around tomorrow and said, if you wear a green T-shirt on your video, we will push you out to more people. You would see Ash and I wearing bright green T-shirts for the next six months because they're saying jump and we're asking how high. That's what you need to do with social. Watch Gary Vaynerchuk is my favorite one for that. I mean, I'm like, yeah. I love and love hate thing with him. He's good, but he he's sometimes a bit over the top. But like, watch whatever Gary's doing and that and that's what you should be doing. Like, it's really yeah. crazy, but that is the truth. Gary's posting like there was times where he was posting a lot of it IGTV back in the day. Hmm. He doesn't he doesn't talk about what it's as I say, don't listen to what he's saying, listen, watch what he's doing. Because watch when what, what you saying. hear him say is usually recycled from a video six months ago. But yeah. what he's doing is what you'll see results. I learned about Facebook Reels off of I think him. I think it might have been him again. Mm. It was like a thing, and I was like, and and I just we lent all in. And it's only going to be a very small amount of time before it changes again and something will happen. But people are making the mistake. And, and again, it's the lack of education on it. People are making a mistake with reels. As you said, it is reels. It is not a video. video. People, I, I constantly have messages from clients and people going, I've uploaded it. It's not working. I'm like, you just uploaded a video. Mm-hmm. If you want your video just on this, if you want your reel to be on your feed, you have to share the video. You have to share the reel click the share button and share it to your feed it won't go on your feed it won't go on your your main profile like if if you don't so it's and which is why also it's really good if the argument of anyone saying over posting the guy that's pulling in like millions of views he's posting eight a day like at one point now he had a backlog of tiktok content so that was why but you can't over post on reels because they don't share them to your to your immediate followers in the same way they do with other things so you can post eight nine ten twenty you can do what you want so really it is kind Just of try it. Go and upload chance, some yeah. facebook reels that's what we're doing now we're uploading a lot of stuff for the instagram reels posting it to sucks facebook for our reels. niche it doesn't work very well for people like me and you in the brokers no no because there's so many i get like 300 views or whatever everyone's like yours aren't working i'm like because there's only like eight thousand brokers in the country so there's yeah. no like i'm like no one's gonna be interested but mortgages we are never in a better time. I'm sure mm, you feel this massive. way for, for relevance. Mortgages are so at the forefront of people's minds right now. You will never be at a better time right now with that, with the alignment of Facebook reels and this kind of cost of living, base rate, mm. everything. Like if I was a mortgage advisor, I would be greedy, greedy, greedy right now. I would be on everything. You know, I was thinking about this the other day that I think there's been this shift where say 10 years ago, it was this big thing about we don't need professionals. We get the information from the internet. There's loads of blogs out there. We can learn what to do, and we're going to try it ourselves, which people did. Now it's turning around and going, we've still got access to that information, but I don't quite know how to do it. What's the word? How to um, implement it. Implement, yeah, I don't know how to actually implement the information that I've been given. So people are now switching back to the professionals, to the coaches, yeah. to the mortgage brokers. We've got information help. overload. That's that, the problem. Yeah, I think it's that's an where information. I was going the information overload is, but this is the issue. Like, I don't think that. Like, go back. If you spoke to me, two thousand and say sixteen, 
I would have told you that I thought the mortgage industry was going to go personally. Like I was wow. sat, sat on the HLP events and thinking like, what, like you know, 27 tech. I genuinely did hand on heart think that the, the, the advisor industry would disappear because it was being more and more automated. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think you're right. I don't think you'd be further from the truth right now. I think, um, and I think with everybody is the same. What's happened is we, the rise of the internet caused information influx. So people are like, yeah, I need that information. Mm-hmm. And so now it all of a sudden devalued all these people who had skills that was, it devalued all these people who had skills that, that, that you had to learn like trades, you know, like, and, and like any trade, like anything you had to learn it. And that was, you learned the skill by time on tools. And all of a sudden you go mm-hmm. and watch a YouTube video or read a blog and you could be just as knowledgeable just as knowledgeable you're not but you know as them whereas now what's happened is we've had such an information overload people are um like analysis paralysis and paralytic to it they don't even know what they should and shouldn't do there's a million people saying go left and go right and go as as not political but i mean just go left or go right or go this or go that or it's it's really hard so now the value of somebody who is a a knowledgeable expert who has wisdom in that space is more valuable now than it's ever been because it's like people, you know, when you say like, what do I do? I, people are paying me and they're paying you. People are paying me to tell them what they should and should not do. So they don't have to waste time on things on you know, to waste time and money on things Research. that might look attractive at first glance, but ultimately ain't going to work because it's not right for their situation. They can go, they can go and watch a hundred YouTube videos or they could come to you. Who's watched those hundred YouTube videos or has got the information to yeah. enable you to give them that advice. So Ash, We'll sign off. How can people get in touch with you and how can you help them? Yeah, best place is to get in touch on Instagram. It's just at Ash Borland. Um, that's the best place if you want to get in touch. Follow me there. I do daily content. I post loads of stories and you'll see what I'm up to and you know what you guys do. And I sometimes highlight some of your clients and how good they are like and things like that. Um, I That's the best place to get in touch with me. If you want to um, work with me the best and you're like, interested, the best thing to do would be to go to ashborland.com and check out my mortgage marketing blueprint. So that is this, it's like a one hour, it's like a 45 minute masterclass and a downloadable PDF that goes through exactly how I work with people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and, and like, as it's not exactly how I work with them, but it's like gives you something you can work on, but it's the, but it's the blueprint we would work through if again, the wisdom, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and you can get that on there. It's 87 pounds, but um, if you use the code MMP 15, so that's, uh, yeah, MMP15, which stands for Mortgage Marketing Podcast 15, um, you'll get 15% off it. So um, if you just do that, that would be a good indicator of whether or not you would like, that'll save you time and money to see whether awesome. or not I'm the type of guy that you want to work with or not. And book, book that discovery call with him, have a chat. I've seen so many people get great results, especially some of our clients speak with Ash. And it is, it's, it's Ash has been there. He's done it. He's spoken to people. He's spoken to successful business owners as well. And he can pass on that knowledge to you. So book a call. I've heard of so many happy clients that, uh, that he's helped them grow their business just by little tweaks like that Canony link or do you know what I mean? That, that big view, little things like that. And he's, as I said, worked with the likes of Anish Patel and Carla. He's, he's the real deal. So book in a discovery call with Ash and check out his mortgage marketing podcast as well. It's very similar guests in terms and it's very conversational like this. So add that to your podcast downloads. Amazing. But Ash, just want to say thank you so much for coming on, sharing so much value again for people and please connect with him on socials. He gives even more away on his channels. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Thank you. 
So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.